Whether you listen on the podcast, the fact remains the same, that each and every week at this time, we bring you... The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. I must commend United Airlines. United Airlines is making it easier for families who are looking to sit next to their younger children. The airline announced last week... That its new seat map feature will help seat children under 12 years old next to an adult in their party for free. This includes customers who purchase basic economy tickets. This is great. I can't tell, I feel like every flight that I've been on, there's a situation where a child is uh, not able to get a seat next to their parent and the parent has to speak to the person that the child's sitting next to. Oh, do you mind if we switch seats? And you're basically dependent upon the good nature of a stranger in order to do that. And I think the fact that United is doing this and doing this for free, I think that's wonderful. I want to commend the Big Apple. That's right. Gotham. New York City, baby. My home city, the city that I hope to be a resident of my entire life. A new survey from Lawn Starter has named... New York as the most glamorous city in this country. Look, New York's got a lot of problems, not the least of which the bars are mandated to close at four. You know, I just remembered literally just now when I hung out with Mayor Adams a couple of weeks ago. That's the one issue I brought up with him. I said, look, you call this the city that doesn't sleep. You're out to all hours. Um, Because we we did actually end up talking about how when he would work this time of day, overnight hours as a cop. And, you know, we, we had some shared stories about being noct- nocturnal. And I said it would be nice if um, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. rolls around and, you know, I could take some of my colleagues for a drink. But the bars are not able to be open between 4 and 8 a.m. And the mayor said he agreed with me. But then I learned that apparently he tells everybody he agrees with them. So uh, I'm, not taking, I'm not expecting a change in that anytime soon. But, so New York's got its problems. The, the fact of the matter is, I agree with the results of this study, or this survey, I should say, which found that New York is the most glamorous city in the country, taking the title ahead of Los Angeles and San Francisco, respectively. And if you want to um, see the whole results, just go to the website Lawn Starter. I want to commend Heinz. Yes, that's right. The folks that make the ketchup and 56 other varieties. Heinz is searching for a sailor who survived on ketchup while he was lost at sea. It's been nearly a month since the Colombian Navy's announcement that it had rescued a man, later identified as Elvis Francois. How cool of a name is that, by the way? If I ever choose to take a stage name, it just might be Elvis Francois. Who he went missing at sea on uh, December in December of 2022, and he spent 24 days adrift. After being picked up by a merchant ship, the man's sailboat, which he had to constantly drain water from to prevent sinking, was abandoned. In a video released by the Naval Branch, the 47-year-old man said he relied on Maggie cubes or Magi cubes, garlic powder, and a bottle of ketchup to survive. Very interesting because when Paulie and Christopher were lost in the, uh, the woods in New Jersey in that Sopranos episode looking for that Russian guy, They were surviving on ketchup. Now, an iconic ketchup company, Heinz, is asking fans to help down Francois because 
they are going to buy this guy a new boat. So they've launched a hashtag on Instagram, hashtag find the catch-up boat guy. And uh, if they could find this guy, they're going to give him a boat, which I think is great. I hope they do find this guy, and I hope he gets his boat. I want to commend Ali Kakas, a firefighter in Turkey who has touched the hearts of animal lovers around the world by rescuing a cat that was trapped in rubble and adopting this cat. So this, you know, we see what's going on with Turkey and the earthquake and everything. And um, incidentally, all of that was predicted by Dr. Turi, who's been a guest on this show. Now he's immersed in a Facebook feud with John from Brooklyn, which is painful to watch. But anyway, Ali Kakas recovered this black and white cat after it had been trapped for 129 hours following Turkey's devastating earthquake. The grateful cat refused to leave his side after being given food and water as Ali continued to hunt for survivors in this, uh, you know, part of Turkey. Ali and his colleagues named it Enkaz, E-N-K-A-Z, which is the Turkish word for debris, and treated it as their mascot in the hopes that its owner might turn up. Well, um... Doesn't look like the owner is turning up. It looks like the owner died, unfortunately. And now this firefighter is adopting the cat. I think it's a wonderful story. I also think it's wonderful what Ashley Home Store is doing in Michigan. A family lost everything in a house fire earlier this month, and uh, they received a big surprise last week. A furniture shopping spree so that they could furnish their new home free of charge, thanks to Ashley Home Store. Now, I know every business, they're not altruistic necessarily for altruism's sake. They're doing this for free publicity. You know what? You're going to give a family that lost everything free furniture? I'm happy to give you some free publicity. Ashley Home Store, I do commend you. Thank you for that. I want to commend Asbury Park. Asbury Park has been named number one. By Thrill List on the, well, I guess it depends on how you count. I'm not sure if they were going east to west or if they were ranking them in order, but I'll I'll count it as number one. Thrill List named the 20 greatest beach towns in America, and they have named Asbury Park, New Jersey as the number one beach town in America. You know, there's a lot of beach communities that I like. Obviously, Cape May, my wife and I vacation there every year. Uh, Atlantic City is a great beach community. But I was only in Asbury Park once. And I have to tell you, we had such a great day there. And I can absolutely see why Thrill List has named this the greatest beach town in America. If you're curious about what other communities made the list, Nags Head, North Carolina, Cannon Beach, Oregon, Ocean City, Maryland, Anna Maria Island, Florida, Oahu, Hawaii, Rehoboth, Delaware, Santa Barbara, California, Tybee Island in Georgia, Folly Beach in South Carolina, Gulf Shores, Alabama, Maui in Hawaii, Narragansett in Rhode Island. They also make a great beer and a few others. But congratulations to you, Asbury Park. I have to commend exercise. You know, Every week, it seems like there is 
something new to cite as a benefit for exercise. And this week is no exception. University of South Australia researchers, they are calling for exercise to be a mainstay approach for managing depression as this new study shows that physical activity, exercise, is more effective than counseling or leading medications for depression. One and a half times more effective than counseling or medication. Now, I'm certainly not suggesting that if you've been descri- you've been prescribed medication for depression that you flush it down the toilet. No. But if you are depressed, whether clinically or otherwise, this is pretty compelling evidence that exercise is a great way to start turning your mood around. And don't you feel that way when you exercise? You go for a jog, you go for a bike ride. As tough as it might be um, to do it at the time, you feel you get a little bit of a buzz afterwards. So I uh, specifically, this was published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. The review is the most comprehensive to date. It shows that physical activity is extremely beneficial, not just for improving symptoms of depression, but for improving symptoms of anxiety and distress specifically. The review showed that exercise interventions that were 12 weeks or shorter were the most effective at reducing mental health systems, highlighting the speed at which physical activity can make a change. I think this is great news, and this is yet another reason to incorporate exercise into uh, your regular routine, not just for your physical health, but from your, um, your mental health. I'll be the first to admit I don't get nearly enough exercise and uh, this has re- this has reinforced my resolve to try and get more exercise now um you know what they should prescribe as a treatment for depression just talking to Ernie Anastas for a half hour you know when you talk to Ernie Anastas I don't know if you feel this way I felt so much better about life I was feeling very very down about all the negativity that's out there. And then, uh, you know, you go on the Internet, you read negativity there, you open up the newspaper, you read negativity there, you open up your email, the negativity there. It's so nice to be able to talk with Ernie Anastas, who's just such a nice guy. All right, uh, this might be somewhat controversial, but um, so be it. I am going to give a commendation, a formal commendation to... Junior Hernandez, I don't know if you've heard about the story, but a Harlem fishmonger was left battered, pardon the pun, during a fatal melee over shrimp at a Manhattan fish market. So Francisco Morales said that there was a guy in his store trying to rob the store. And he says that, look, if he wasn't stealing, there would have been no problem. But this 38-year-old man was hurt during a a chaotic situation at the Fish Express Fish Mart when Robert Bobby Burrell and his brother Malik entered the store to steal shrimp and they began assaulting him. So Junior Hernandez, in spite of the fact that there were two guys... Beating up his co-worker, Junior Hernandez, 
intervened. And he ultimately stabbed the Burrell brothers, killing the 25-year-old. Hernandez was initially charged with murder, but the charges were quickly reduced to assault. Um, This is very similar in a lot of ways to the Jose Alba case that we heard so much about. I have to say, I hope they drop the charges against this guy. This guy was intervening to help his co-worker and probably his friend. And, I mean, if you don't want to get stabbed, I hate to put it this way, but if you don't want to get stabbed, don't assault anyone. I could tell you, and I'm not saying this to be anything but descriptive, I carry, you know, two knives on me. One is more like a, a, a like a letter opener, if that. It's almost like a nail file. But the other is a real knife. And if you, um, you know, assault one of my coworkers, especially Noam Layton, you could expect to be stabbed. That's a guarantee. Um, so Junior Hernandez, I'm glad the murder charges are dropped. And I for sticking up for a coworker and a friend and being willing to put your physical life in danger and take on two guys, I do commend you. I must also commend... Three high school seniors from rural Texas, uh, specifically Callisburg High School. Three high school students from rural Texas who raised more than a quarter of a million dollars so their 80-year-old school custodian could retire again. Grayson Thurman, Marty Yusko, and Banner Tidwell launched a GoFundMe campaign for the janitor, Mr. James, on February 15th. Thurman posted a TikTok showing the elderly man cleaning the hallway with a link to the fundraiser. And within less than two weeks, the viral post raised more than $270,000 from 8,600 donors. This is what the post said, the text over the video. This is our 80-year-old janitor who had his rent raised and had to come back to work. Let's help. No one his age should have to be cleaning our messes up to continue to live. So uh, these are three wonderful young men. I wish I could give them more than just a commendation. I'd like to give them a hug. And uh, the fact that they went out of their way for this man, it's very nice. I have to give a commendation to Jeff Wrights. Jeff Wrights, or Jeff Reitz, is a stunning example in what a a man can do if he puts his mind to something. But to paraphrase John Stuart Mill... It gives no indication of what a man should do if he can put his mind to something. There are adults obsessed with Disney products and going to Disney. And then there's Jeff Wright's. Jeff Wright's fascination with Disney drove him to visit the company's world-famous theme park in Anaheim, California. That's not unusual, right? Well... He went every day for eight years, three months, and 13 days. He visited Disneyland every day for 2,995 days. As a result, the 50-year-old from uh, Huntington Beach, California, has earned himself an entry into the Guinness Book of World Records for having made the most consecutive visits to Disneyland ever. Can you believe that? And by the way, he wasn't trying to break the record. He was shocked when Guinness called him and informed him of the record he'd set. 
he just liked going to Disney. He uh, first started going there in 2012 when he was unemployed, and he got an annual pass that had been a gift for him so he could leave his house, exercise, and break up the monotony of uh, job hunting. The visits boosted his spirits, and before he knew it, he'd been going there for two months straight. And on his 60th day, Disneyland hosted a 24-hour event highlighting 2012 as a leap year, and he met a reporter who was covering the gathering. The reporter started following the social media posts Wrights would publish at the start of each of his trips to Disney. And the journalist eventually wrote an article about this guy, and it gained a lot of attention. After the media attention, Wrights began being recognized by other guests who would ask him for his autograph or to take a picture with him. And he also started to get to know the park's cast members or employees. He wondered how long he could keep it up and whether he had something special going. And um, the rest, as they say, is history. That's impressive. You do anything for 3,000 days in a row, I don't care what it is. That's remarkably impressive. All right, Jeff writes, I do commend you. If you have comments on anyone I have commended, you're welcome to offer them at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 